The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. So we're talking about the State of the Nation address and expectations of ordinary South Africans um, for tonight. And I suppose maybe your own reflections on what the president has accomplished over the past year, but also the areas where you feel he has failed. I know that a business has been talking about the auctioning of spectrum. You know, that was something that the president promised would be done before the end of 2020. That didn't happen. And unfortunately, you know, that matter is now in court because MTN is challenging some of the provisions um, when it comes to the auctioning of Spectrum and therefore it could be some time yet before that is actually done and uh, you know that's just an example of something that the president promised but that simply has not been delivered. Uh, Jamie Mighty is a political and social commentator and joins me now. Jamie good morning to you. Good morning to you, Kathy, and to the listeners. Is the audio fine? Yes, yes, the audio is great. I can hear you loud and clear. Perhaps your own reflections uh, over the past year, really, since the last time we had the State of the Nation address. Well, I think I would start off by pointing out the macro factors that can be objectively ascertained. And I always look at the Global Competitiveness Report. And what it indicates there is that while South Africa does well overall, we're 60th, out of 141, when you begin to look at certain pillars, you begin to see that we underperform on those pillars. Number one is health. Number two is skills. Number three is ICT adoption, which slightly refers to even the spectrum conversation you were having. South Africa ranks 90th on skills because of the poor quality of basic education. We rank 118th on health and 89th on ICT. In other sectors, we rank quite well. The financial sector ranking is in the top 20, for example. Market size is in the top 40. So when I look at the state of the nation, I look at the weakest areas where you can have massive improvement if an administration were to focus on them. So looking at between now and last year, although rosy language has been used, I don't think that we can say that there has been any improvement in skills, in health, and ICT. And in fact, COVID-19 has exposed how many of those gaps exist and continue to persist. Mm. If, if I were to say I had an expectation from an administration, it would be for them to focus on those weakest areas to strengthen them. <clears throat> All right, Mighty Jamie Mighty there giving us his take. Jamie, I'm going to ask you to stay on the line. Let me bring into the conversation Professor Lisiba Tefo. He's a political analyst at UNISA. Professor Tefo, very good morning to you. Greetings to you and the listeners. Your own reflections on the last year and expectations around the State of the Nation address. Kathy, I'm more interested in what is not going to be said than what is going to be said. Mm. Because what is going to be said was said ad nauseum by the several presidents that preceded Ramaphosa. And indeed, Ramaphosa would be also repeating himself. What is likely to be new, though, is COVID-19 and all that goes with it. Here, mighty there, good morning. But uh, whatever he's saying was said before, and I'm likely to repeat myself, mm. and I would, I'm averse to that. And but when you it, sure, yeah. and and when you talk about what is not said, these then this then implies and speaks to the issues that you believe are not on the agenda or are not being made priority by government. Cor- correct, and that's what I would like to speak to. Yes, you can go ahead. 
Oh, yes, certainly. Mm. I'm glad to do that. <laughs> Which are the things that I know? They are, they are not the panacea. But I've got four things mm. that Ramaphosa knows, the ASC knows, and especially those closest to him, even members of the ruling party. They know that this can turn things around, but they don't have the political appetite to do that. Number one, change the Electoral Act, as was supposed to be the case in 2004. And this process was initiated in 2004 by the African National Congress in Parliament. But somewhere they lost the appetite. Mm. And the mess in which we find ourselves today certainly would have been averted to a greater extent. That's number one. Number two, you and I know precisely why we are here. There is something called cadre deployment. Today I hear almost everybody who defended defended it yesterday saying this is one of the sources of our trouble. But when we raised this matter, they were not prepared to listen. But you hardly come across any any sensible ANC member who doesn't own up to the fact that this thing must be changed. Something new must come into the picture. Mm-hmm. Right. And then cadre deployment. Now, the, sec- the third one is a tender system, right? The, t- the tender system says to me that um, if state capacity, right, if st- state capacity was, was addressed, as what was supposed to be the case, right, probably the country wouldn't find itself where it is today. Under apartheid, the ideology was wrong, but the systems worked. And I was criticized yesterday, but there are fewer people who can criticize me today. They own up. You went to the hospital, you would get services. The education system worked. The Bantu education system produced quality students, scholars, service workers than what we produce today. Yes, the ideology was wrong. But we threw the baby with the bathwater. The third, the third one, or the fourth one, is migration. And until and unless you deal with the question of migration, however unpalatable it might sound, South Africa will never ever find it right. When you have 10 at least vaccines to give to your children, but you have got five more people from outside, the moral question comes into the picture. But thou shalt feed your children before you go to the children next door. Lastly, the ANC talked about this 20 years ago. Reconfigure the three tiers of government. There is a layer that is a source, a suspect that is draining the fiscal called the provincial government. Leave the administrative arm. But what are the politicians doing there? We have got nine smaller than a president called premiers coming at what cost? Good morning, Kathy. All right. Uh, a lot for us uh, to dissect there, Professor Defo. And very interesting what, what you're saying around the systems. You're comparing the efficiency of an apartheid system versus a democratic system. And I'm just wondering, how different do you think your view is from what Helen Ziller once said around the fact that colonialism improved infrastructure? Look, when you begin to divert into that, 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 that once you drift into that terrain, mm. then you lose the plot. Mm. That's the tendency of Africans, when they cannot sustain cognitive debate to the hilt, they tend to want to play the race card. The bottom line is, whether zeal or not, the reality is mm. the systems don't work right now.
And the fault is not with the staff. The fault is with those who are in charge, people of my skin, including myself. We know what the right things to do, but you don't want to do them. Wherever the DA governs, it governs well. The Auditor General will tell you that much. Be it in, in Cape Town, be it in any municipality. Why can't we work together in the interest of the nation and forget the color of the person or the color of the T-shirt? South Africa shall not win as long as the debate is skewed in terms of colonialism, slavery, and apartheid. I want to remove those things from the equation whenever I want to talk as a patriot with a vision to take us to a better tomorrow. Jamie, I want to bring you in here and perhaps, you know, when it comes to just this idea of what will not be said at the State of the Nation Address, do you have a couple of things that you think you would also want to put on that list very briefly? Well, well, for me, when I look at it, I look at it from a youth perspective Mm. and I'm cognizant of um, South Africa's performances in TIMS, which is the Trends in International Maths and uh, Science Test, the twelve test which looks at reading and literacy. And South Africa underperformed the global average. And in fact, by some estimates, the South African classroom is six years behind its global peers in the G20 or other comparative nations. And what often happens is that the president will come there and cite, of course, this time it will be slightly different because the matric results are not yet out. But he'll come there and say, we're doing so well as South Africa because ANC has been able to increase the matric pass rate. But the numbers that he's referring to are those 30 and 40% numbers. But when you actually expand it, and look at international benchmarks, international standards, or even the 50% pass mark, you then begin to realize only 20% of students are passing critical subjects, the STEM subjects, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics-related subjects. So then the question then becomes, if you are trying to tell the world that you are ready to conduct commerce in a 4IR environment for the future and are trying to attract those investors, why should they take you seriously when they can look at your performance metrics, the objective metrics, and not see that your country is ready to take up that kind of a challenge? We don't have an authentic conversation about the training of young people in South Africa, mm. and that leads to the employment conundrum that exists. All so right. the reason why we have all of this unemployment is because the education system has not been given the right level of attention it deserves from the government in terms of quality. Jamie, we're going to continue this conversation after this. You're live on The Talking Point. We continue our conversation reflecting then on today's State of the Nation addresses. So our guests, uh, Jamie Mighty, who's a political and social commentator, Professor Lisiba, Lisiba Defo, who's a political analyst at uh, UNISA, they're going to stay on the line with us and we'll just engage as we continue with this morning. For now, just a couple of the WhatsApp voice notes you've been sending in. I'll also be taking your calls shortly. This is Derek from Klanga the Sona speech, I really, really hope that Cyril Ramaphosa would put his pride in his pocket and profusely apologize for the corrupt rule of the ANC since 1995, how they have messed up this country. And maybe he'll get a lot more respect if he had to come clean to apologize for keeping Jacob Zuma in power for so long. The ANC needs to acknowledge that they have messed up terribly. They don't deserve to rule this country any longer, but they need to apologize. 
For me, Sona is just a fashion show. It's just like them in July. There's no relevance in Sona. Hi Kathy, good morning, this is Dagmatia Bola. When it comes to Sona, the president is going to repeat everything that it was said before, from the, the Nelson Mandela, the Mbeki, the Mutante, the Zuma, the him. He's going to, to repeat everything. We'll talk about corruption, we'll talk about that and that. We're still crying about ESCOM, load shedding every day. Now they say the calls are very expensive. They are buying calls very expensive. We got calls mine in South Africa. Why they don't create another calls mine which is gonna belongs to government so that that coal mine will, 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 will support ESCOM so that we'll have a free electricity or not a, a good electricity that it will never be expensive. Hi, Katie. Uh, my name is Leon. I'm from by Cape Town. For myself, I would like uh, the president to talk about crime, crime prevention, and crime management. Yesterday, it would be the 10th of February 2021, I say in broad daylight now, a person, a poor daddy, was shot dead in broad daylight in front of children crime needs to stop and it must stop now well thank you for those voice notes that you're sending in to the show of course uh, the line to use for that is 0614104107 the issue of electricity supply has been a big one and it's been one of the priorities that President Ramaphosa has had on his list since he's come into office. And yet today we're still sitting in a state where it doesn't look like we're much closer to getting stable electricity supply. In fact, January being one of the worst months in terms of load shedding. Jamie, you, what what do you think that does for our economy? Well, it definitely... It definitely hurts the economy, and I think it affects people's perceptions on the capacity to deliver. I think, really, when we go back to Prof's comments around cater deployment, the tender system, and the failure of good management practices within the ANC, the ESCOM saga is a typical example of that, because they had the alert early on that they would need to generate more power capacity. Mm. And billions have been spent. If we go back to 2000 up until now, we can see that the amount of money that has been spent is not equivalent to the political promises that were made around this issue. And I think South Africans have to really reflect what does it mean when you have an administration that cannot deliver on its promises and manage its projects effectively? And how do we rectify that problem? Professor Defo? Yes, ma'am. On the issue of electricity supply? Uh, well, perhaps might see that slide. Look, about 10, 15 years ago, President Ramaphosa, head of government at the time, was deployed to chair and to ensure that there is a war room to deal with the crisis we had then. And that was in the early stages. What became of that? And 10 years down the line is the president. He's still talking about electricity. 
And I'm still waiting for further opportunities to be given to Brian Mulefe to tell us more about what happened with the coal and the contrast. Mm. Who the people who subverted the will of the people that said state resources must serve the benefit of the people, the wretched of the earth, the poorest of the poor, rather than the rich ones. I remember there was one man who once said, oh, indeed, he's the king coal of South Africa. A lot has gone wrong. But we are wary to talk about what is going wrong in the country, what went wrong in the past 26 years. Unless we are honest enough in that debate, I can tell you 20 CXS are down the line, will be still speaking the same language, if indeed there will still be a country to talk about. Oh. Riaz in Polokwane, good morning. Uh, good morning, can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Uh, thanks for featuring the brilliant Professor Tefo. It's the kind of thinking we need. Um, I'm, I'm happy to listen on the radio, but basically my point is that we have to respect productive capacity. Productive capacity was not the exclusive domain of the colonials. We just have to look at China, Malaysia, Singapore. But the key point that he's making is, uh, I think we can simplify it and say, you know, you can either develop through neoliberalism, the way Trevor Manuel and Fraser Moloketti put it, that you have performance management, five-year contracts, and you know, these ambitious targets that are not met. Mm. Or you can have what the apartheid system had, but it's got nothing to do with apartheid. It's a Weberian state system. That means exclusive employment, merit-based selection, and um, career progression. I mean, these are simple things that uh, Becky and, uh, and he and uh, Trevor Manuel disposed of. And they said, leave everything to the market. And, uh, I mean, it's not surprising we have corruption here because black people have been cheated out of an ownership stake in, stake in the economy. And we look at BEE, it stayed at 7% share. But if you put in investment, it must grow. 7% should be already 15% share of the economy. So what we have is we have no respect for productive capacity. Uh, we treat unemployment as if it's a bad number, whereas our key resource in this country is our people. If you train them up and they work, they can develop. But what we have is neoliberalism. On Sona, I think the president must realize that Mbeki was crucified by the AIDS lobby because of his inaction and stupid signs. Cyril uh, Ramaphosa promised in uh, August 2020 that we'll be making our own vaccine. I want to see what he addresses in the, uh, in the sauna about getting our own vaccine mm. because we can't take three or four years of this. But the bottom line is productive capacity, the German development model instead of the Trevor Manuel and Tito Umbaweni nonsense. I mean, Tito Umbaweni is cutting salaries for health workers and doctors and freezing posts and he doesn't have money for vaccines. What kind of idiot is he? I mean, we can't tolerate this nonsense, and Cyril is just letting himself be crucified by Tito Mbaweni. This is ridiculous, but thanks for featuring Prof. He's brilliant. All right, Riaz. Thanks for that call, Riaz in Polokwani. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm back with more calls and our two guests after this. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Oh man, we're quickly running out of time, but plenty more of the conversation still to be had. Uh, of course, our guest this morning, My- Jamie Mighty, who's a political and social commentator, and Professor Lisiba Defo, who's a political analyst at UNISA, they're still on the line. Uh, let me take some calls. Uh, Ab- Mr. Abrams in Cape Town, good morning. 
Good morning, madam. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you, sir. Go for it. Uh, all right. Madam, you know, um, our country, our people must stop judging one another, especially when it comes to our president, which we should all pray for and encourage and honor. Mm. You know, we don't even know what he is going to talk about tonight, but we're already saying etc etc but we must love our president he's under much pressure and we must realize that only god can heal south africa and our country needs that love that they had as our they say our goggles as the ancestors we must have that love south africa shall be healed only through health and true grace and only love so my sister mm. madam be of good courage god prevails in south africa okay mr abrams thanks for that mr abrams saying people should be praying for the president right now footy in cape town hello footy good morning <laughs> oh, that's so kind of you. Uh, I think there was some rigging before you came on in. Yes, <laughs> who yes. did you pay? People struggled to get that applause. <laughs> you must tell me who you paid. <laughs> I, I, had, I didn't have to pay anyone, Kathy. <laughs> so just my love. Oh, wow. Good for you, Futi. Good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning, Kathy. Mm. Kathy, I'm very disappointed and... I just wish the president could just tell us the way forward today mm. and tell us, I mean, like how they are going to pay the plan of paying back the money that has been used during corruption mm. and the plan to move forward as a country where they can have independent candidates. They really need to change the laws now because it's like with every president, we're moving 10 steps back in different ways. It's like we're moving like, 10 years back in mm. every with mm. every ANC president. This is enough. I've had enough, and I think everybody has had enough. And as South Africans, we need to stand up to this. We are up to, up to here. Mm. Up to here. It's, it's, it's enough, and we really need... I, I love my president, but he really needs to dissociate himself with ANC because him being associated with ANC, I think it's even preventing him to serve the country in a proper manner because he's got to abide by the ANC and he can't do anything independently. It's high time that we just need somebody. We just need to the country, some people who will take the country forward. All right. All right, Futi. Thanks for the call. Uh, Futi is out in Cape Town. Let me come back. Uh, Perhaps uh, Professor Defo give you an opportunity to give us your parting shot for uh, today, I suppose, ahead of tonight. Are you going to be watching the State of the Nation address this evening or will you catch up on it tomorrow? Um, I never (laughs) have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I watch it as an entertainment often, more often than not because I know 90, 98% of it is already known to me, mm-hmm. right? Right, that's it. But it's, I'm more interested in what Futi said mm-hmm. and the other colleague, uh, a caller from Cape Town. Futi says to me, let's change the electoral act so that the right people are elected into office. Mm-hmm. The other fellow says, let's pray for the president. I'm one of those who said, and I'll still repeat, Sil Ramaphosa has the way we fall to make a difference. 
But for as long as he operates within the so-called tripartite alliance, he will never realize his potential. How would he get it right? Had Cyril been appointed, or, I mean elected by the people of South Africa, he would be accountable to them rather than to the party heads. Okay. One of the most capable CEOs we had was called Tabombeki. He was kicked out by four people who later on went to apologize to him. But had it been the people of South Africa, I'm sure they would have allowed him to finish the term because he was capable and he was more concerned with the welfare of the country than the welfare of the party. Professor Tefo, thank you so much for your time, for being part of this conversation. Jamie Mighty. Hello, Jamie. Sorry. Um, yes. I think just for, for me, it will be interesting to see if the president can offer measurable metrics and if the media can hold him to account on those metrics. But really, there's going to be a lot of repetition tonight, but I am going to watch and I'm going to try to absorb with an objective mind. All right. Thank you all for coming on to the show and for our listeners for being part of the conversation. Uh, lots of SMSs that you've sent through in terms of your own expectations and WhatsApp voice notes. So it's 10 o'clock. We'll go to news. And when we come back, I'll try and bring some of them as we get ready to take you into that briefing. Uh, that's coming up after 10 o'clock. This is uh, where the findings of the Commission of Inquiry into Taxi Violence are going to be made public.